the hour news as it happens when it happens wherever it happens local regional and global only on q95 the big station q95da.com right on q this is the midday news for monday september 5th in the headlines the Dominica Dialysis Association has been launched and President Richard Blaise says it is the brainchild of dialysis patient Landa Bruno, who after years of dialysis saw the need for such an organization. CXC results of this year's Caribbean Advanced Proficiency Examination, Caribbean Secondary Education Certificate and Caribbean Certificate of Secondary Level Competence exams will be released online today. And Georgia governor declares a state of emergency in two northern counties due to destructive flooding on the weekend. And in Indiana, a woman died when her house was washed away by floods. The news is brought to you. Compliments, Courts Dominica Limited. At Courts Optical, we've got the perfect combination of style and value just for you. Shop from our wide range of stylish frames. And for a limited time, buy one and get a second pair at 80% off. We've got frames as low as $99. Ask about our affordable credit plans from 3 to 24 months. Make your appointment today at courtsoptical.com. Conditions apply. See in store for details. Courts Optical. Value you can see. President of the Dominica Dialysis Association, Richard Blaise, says the Dominica Dialysis Association is the brainchild of dialysis patients Landa Bruno, who after years of dialysis saw the need for such an organization. Blaise says the aim of the association is to educate and assist, making more generally known the severity of kidney disease in the hope of getting people to take their kidney health more seriously. The launch of the association took place Sunday at the DPSU building. We want to eliminate the negative stigma correlated with kidney illness and to let known that even with a kidney condition, we are still able to function in society. We want our friends, our family, our supporters, and everyone to know that they can help support our cause, whether financially or otherwise. And likewise, we are here to provide support and assistance mentally, physically, and financially to our members where applicable. President of the Dominica Dialysis Association, Richard Blaise. Meantime, Parliamentary Secretary in the Ministry of Health, Kent Edwards, says the Dominica-China Friendship Hospital is a center for dialysis in Dominica, and there are 37 patients now on dialysis on island with nine machines. In the past, it was a very few machines that were operational at the hospital, so this is already an improvement. Of course, there is always room for improvement, and the Ministry of Health will be working hard to improve on this, on, on this for you all. Your association was formed for support. Of course, we, are, we know what support can do to educate because we know that the public and everybody in general needs to be educated on kidney disease to eradicate the stigma, to teach people what are the risk factors, to teach people what are the symptoms and also to let the public know what it is to be a dialysis patient. At the Ministry of Health level, lots have been done in fighting CNCDs because we recognize that CNCDs are indeed the big risk factors for kidney disease. And the Ministry has launched an attack on NCDs at the primary healthcare level 
at the secondary healthcare level, and in the coming months, we are going to witness uh, lots of activities. Parliamentary Secretary in the Ministry of Health, Kent Edwards. Guest speaker at the launch, Dr. Portia Mead, Acting Medical Director at the Dominica China Friendship Hospital, has commended the formation of the Dominica Dialysis Association, saying this has been needed for a very long time. The support of people experiencing similar challenges in life, in this case, dialysis, will do a tremendous good for the greater many. It is a life-changing experience upon hearing the words, you are in end-stage kidney disease and need dialysis. The support of family, friends, medical staff, and an association like this will certainly ease the shock of this diagnosis. Dialysis requires many hours on the machine, time spent away from family, time spent away from the home, time spent away from work, away from fun activities. However, it is time well spent when faced with this diagnosis. The association will encourage those already on dialysis and seek to educate the public on kidney health. The hope is that kidney disease and kidney health will be taken seriously and to decrease the number of patients who are admitted to the dialysis unit. Dr. Portia Mead, Yvonne Alexander, President of the Dominica Cancer Society and newly appointed honorary member of the Dominica Dialysis Association, congratulated the executive and founder on their selfless decision to form this organization despite the challenges they face on a daily basis. All of you, the executive and the general membership for forming the association, I think you should be very, very proud of yourselves. I mean, I am painfully aware of the health challenges that you face on a daily basis. And notwithstanding, because this is all voluntary, you find the time to come together and to form this association. I know that there were some hiccups along the way, and you could easily have given up, but you did not. You remain committed and focused, and here we are today. The association has been registered, and today we are at the official launch. Yvonne Alexander. The United Workers' Party held their regular Meet the People campaign over the weekend where the voices of the people were heard in what appears to be collective unison. The meeting was held at Weir's Marigot from 6.30 p.m. on Saturday, September 3rd, where members of the community of the North and wider community were provided the opportunity to voice their concerns and meet with UWP Team Dominica in a face-to-face setting to share ideas and strategies that could best see the country and individual communities move forward. Here are a few voices of the people. And we are saying, brothers and sisters, that the young people need to speak up, especially the young people from Marigot. We need to speak up. We need to join the protests. We need to organize ourselves so that we can move and, and send a strong, unified message so that the other youth around the country can take an example from what is happening here in Marigot and the stronger constituencies. 
irrespective of who you are politically, whenever I meet you struggling on the road, I will still give you the type of help that is required. I will never pass you on the road straight. I will still take you over to the Wesley. I will still take you from Wesley back to Maryland. But you must remember what we had and what we are fighting for. You don't want it. So search your conscience. Search your conscience and see whether what you are doing is right. It cannot be right. We believe in change. We believe in honesty. And that is what the vets are about. They know they are not honest. And every time you talk, you speak the truth, they are angry. I mean, that is what we have to do. We have to speak the truth and speak the truth at all times. Because the Bible said so. You need to speak the truth. As I said, if, you, if you're telling lies, what comes after lies, people? You will tell And don't you, you blame the young people and them? I mean, what the hell doing, it will pass down. But we say enough is enough. We need serious prayers. And the only thing that can deliver Dominica out of this mess is the hand of God. Meantime, opposition leader Lennox Linton in his address spoke on the importance of proper leadership and the need to break away from the misleadership of the present administration. We don't build countries on lying to people. We don't build countries on, on misleading people. We build countries on leading people. So we are in the business of leadership, not misleadership. And misleadership is all that this current administration and its representatives all around Dominica are about. Marigot is a shining example of all of the lies, all of the misrepresentations that are being used to try to pull wool over the eyes of the very same people they say are so smart. They acknowledge the smartness and the brilliance of Margot people, you know, but they still believe, they still believe it is possible to trick and deceive them with lies. It ain't gonna happen. So we will be in touch with you because based on what we hear from the government about the opening of the Margot Hospital, the correction of the wave overtopping problem at Melville Hall, and the state of our feeder roads, it may be necessary for the people of Margot to stand and say enough is enough. Opposition leader Lennox Linton. Macmillan Education Caribbean has announced the launch of their Level Up Literacy campaign designed to refresh teachers as they return to schools. This campaign is set to run 12 to 29 September and will offer teachers a chance to boost their literacy knowledge and skills in a series of online webinars. A supporting social media campaign will provide further activities and learnings that can be applied in the classrooms. Grammar Rules is a series of webinars designed to help teachers inject fun and established pedagogy into teaching the most essential skills of communication and comprehension. Each webinar lasts one hour and teachers will receive a certificate of participation on attending. This campaign compounds Macmillan Education Caribbean's promise of making education accessible as all webinars will be available on demand. Dominica Freedom Party leader Bernard Ito suggests that Dominica's government should be ashamed since more than half of its revenues come from unproductive activity, such as selling citizenship rights. He contends that the percentage of the budget that the CBI program supports should be declining each year and replaced by other more sustainable major sectors, but they have gone too far in distorting the truth. Ito shared this view on the Global View on Q, hosted by Mr. Sheridan Gregoire. And, and they're proud of the fact, actually, they tell this, if you look at the, the budget, 
They're proud of the fact of the CBI money is coming in. They should be ashamed that more than half the budget is provided by non-productive activity, which is simply selling our citizenship rights. What they should be saying is every year, the percentage of the budget that is being supported by the CBI funds are going down. That's the right metric. That now we are down to 20% of our budget are being supported by the CBI funds. But in fact, they have so distorted reality that they make Dominicans praise the fact that the CBI funds are going up and the percentage of the, the, the budget that it covers is going up. He says the metric should be that a portion of the CBI monies are financing capital investment projects that are constructing an economic engine. We should have a metric that says we raise X amount of money and that percentage of it went to develop an economic engine and here's the outcomes. And every year that spillover effect is growing our economy so rapidly that the, the portion represented by CBI funds is shrunken. And that is the proper metric that we need to have. DFP leader Bernard Ito, meantime host of The Global View on Q, Mr. Sheridan Gregor noted that investment of CBI funds that are made in major sectors, there should be the necessary measurements to view the outcomes and progress of creating a stable and sustainable economy. What you're supposed to see, once you invest those CBI funds in those major sectors, you begin now to measure. So you have to have a yardstick to measure the outcome the output, the productivity of those sectors. Because then what you have sectors that are sustainable and you can now see how they are improving in their productivity, improving in their contribution to your GDP, improving right. the, the terms of their contribution to your wages, filling over into other sectors and showing how it's contributed to the generation of wealth, basically creating a stable economy. Mr. Sheridan Gregoire, First Caribbean International Bank Barbados Limited, First Caribbean, announced that it will cease its operations in Dominica on 31st January 2023. Managing Director for Barbados and the OECS, Donna Wellington, noted, decisions like this are never easy and never taken lightly as we are mindful of the impact on our employees and our customers. We have made this decision in light of our stated strategy of simplifying our structure and following the sale of two or four businesses in St. Kitts and St. Vincent, in addition to the sale of our business in Aruba earlier in 2022. Wellington noted that the bank is mindful of its continuing obligations to their team in Dominica and to their clients during the period of transition. She said, we will begin to contact our clients within the next few weeks to ensure the clients are aware of the need to transfer their deposits to another financial services institution, as well as collect any outstanding property that was used as collateral but was not collected after the loan was repaid or in safety deposit boxes. Additionally, CIBC First Caribbean will put in place arrangements for clients with loan facilities and credit card services. Wellington added, until we can put the necessary arrangements in place, we will continue doing what we've always done, helping our clients to make the right decision to maintain their financial health. Our focus is also on supporting our employees through this time of transition. We will continue to keep all our stakeholders apprised of the developments as they unfold. Wellington said the bank's employees would continue to be available to facilitate an orderly transition for both the bank and its clients in the coming months. She thanked the bank's clients for their loyalty to CIBC First Caribbean over the years and the bank's employees for their years of service. 
and a former acting commissioner of cooperatives, Washburn Coffee, suggested if the issue of money laundering is not addressed, good governance and management of state resources will suffer, particularly as it relates to citizenship by investment program finances. Coffee added that the emergency meeting of Parliament, which was called, portrayed the government as being reactive rather than being proactive. He was speaking on the CCM program Friday evening. If it's not addressed, these matters are not addressed, these matters of, um, of um, money laundering and so forth. If these matters are not addressed, it will affect the good governance and management of the resources of Dominica, especially as it relates to the CBI financing. Um, Aaron Neil highlighted, of course, you know, to prove his point, all the foreign ambassadors he mentioned, Ali Razor Monfred and, Ali, and Alice Madwiki. Well, these are two notables, but there have been others as well, John. And we see, based on the background given by Arendelle, that the parliament, um, I think it was an emergency um, parliament called. Um, mm -hmm. Is to me, you know, as I have always said, um, some pressure may have been put on them, and we see the government being um, reactive rather than being proactive. Coffey states that based on his previous experience, which he learned from the press, there is a need for enforcement. And as I speak as a layman, I mean, what comes to my mind, I, I, I am not too familiar and acquainted with all the details of, of the legislation and regulation, especially as with regards to the um, um, adequacy of, 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 the re of the regulations and legislation as it stands now. But from what I am aware of, given, you know, past experiences, past incidents that we have learned of through the press and so forth, my particular concern is the need for enforcement. Notwithstanding the point that you may have whatever legislation you may want to put in place. But if there is not enforcement, then well, it begs, you know, it begs a, a, a question. In other news this afternoon, the Caribbean Examinations Council, CXC, says the results of this year's Caribbean Advanced Proficiency Examination, Caribbean Secondary Education Certificate, and Caribbean Certificate of Secondary Level Competence Examinations will be released online at 6 p.m. today. CXC says it has established a help desk service to provide support to candidates accessing their results via the student portal. Stakeholders are reminded that results are preliminary. Candidates who may have questions about their grades may submit requests for reviews and or queries. The deadline for submission is Friday, October 7, 2022. The CXE team has been in contact with regional and international higher education institutions to communicate the timing of the release of results in order to maximize the possibility of students being disadvantaged during the matriculation process. And the governor of Georgia has declared a state of emergency in two northern counties because of destructive flooding over the weekend. In Indiana, meanwhile, a woman's death is being blamed on flooding when her house washed away. The Weather Channel's Mike Seidel reports. 
These were the rushing waters in Chattooga County, Georgia Sunday. Torrential rains of up to two inches an hour overwhelmed streets and businesses, making it difficult for people living here to escape the waist-high waters. We was basically trapped in. We pretty much, every road we hit, we had to turn around. It was just flooded everywhere. In Lyerly, near the Alabama border, the National Weather Service declared a flash flood emergency. A total of 12 inches of rain fell here. You can see massive flooding. And people living just a few towns over in Somerville are without drinking water because of flooding at a nearby filtration plant. I woke up, rolled out of bed, my feet on the floor, and fell my feet uh, in water. Oh, my. Meanwhile, in eastern Texas, according to Storm Center, more than 130,000 utility customers were without power Sunday afternoon. The wind was, like, blowing really hard, and then all of a sudden we heard, like, two major pops, and we knew it was the transformer. The Midwest fared no better with storms, where a tornado warning was issued in eastern Ohio on Sunday. Cars were submerged when multiple inches of rain fell in Mahoning County. And in Jefferson County, Indiana, floodwaters caused massive destruction, where nine inches of rain fell on Saturday. Officials say a body was found five miles downstream from an area where a woman told 911 she was unable to get out of her house. Yesterday morning, the Raccoon Creek, which is now back in its banks, came all the way up here and compromised the water filtration plant here in Somerville. The pumps have been knocked out. They don't know how long it's going to take to get those fixed and up and running. Meanwhile, below me is a half a million gallons of drinking water. That's been compromised because the floodwaters got into the intake, which they think was damaged. So for the time being, it's no running water. It's all bottled water. They have brought in a water buffalo, a water truck at City Hall, and they're going to bring in more bottled water as the days go on. Much like Jackson, Mississippi, another very perilous situation in this town of 4,500 just northwest of and that's the midday news, but first a recap of the headlines. The Dominica Dialysis Association has been launched. CXC results of this year's CAPE CSEC and CCSLC exams will be released online today. And Georgia governor declares a state of emergency in two northern counties due to destructive flooding on the weekend. The news was brought to you. Compliments Courts Dominica Limited. I am Kimberly Benjamin. It happened.